Welcome to episode 179 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, creating a brand before you go pro, big baller brand. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? I made a cameo on a reality show many years ago on BET called The Ultimate Hustler. What? Yep. I got somewhere I have like a DVD of it or something. Seriously, I was on there. Wait, we need a quick quick little <laughs> you can't just leave us at that. Uh, oh. I I wasn't I wasn't like one of the main cast members, but I got brought in on a specific episode where they needed to Damon Dash was like the guy they had to all impress and they had to make this like promotional film thing and they brought me in to help produce it and create this film for like one of the teams like you know and so i was like in this house up in harlem with the ultimate hustlers for a few days as we filmed and created this stuff and then presented to uh to damon it was very interesting it was fun it was a cool experience actually that is awesome (laughs) uh my fact about me the day i designed my own sports t-shirts so as an extension of what I do at Bacon Sports, I've always had an itch to create shirts that I want to wear. And it just so happens that a lot of times between designing it and getting it printed on uh, a shirt that would actually become my favorite shirt, it was just easier for me to buy 25 of them. So I've actually had or created uh, probably eight different sports themed shirts. And it's one area that even though I know the apparel business isn't exactly something that is the most lucrative, uh, I do it because I want to wear the clothes that I design. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I just sent you a screenshot of the Ultimate Hustler and IMDb with my name in the credits, so I wasn't kidding. <laughs> just as proof. <laughs> Which brings us back to today's topic, creating a brand before you go pro. And this stems off of the ESPN segment that was done on LeVar Ball, the dad of Lonzo Ball, the UCLA point guard who's going to be a top five pick in the draft. They created, or he created a big baller brand. Essentially what he said is, Brian, why should UCLA and everybody else be able to profit off of my son's fame, but I can't until he gets to the, or he can't until he gets to the pros. No, I'm going to create a brand that is going to essentially represent all three of my sons, Lonzo, Leangelo, and LaMelo. All three of them are going to be UCLA stars and essentially allow them to have the brand before they go pro, which is something that we have not seen there. This is a very, uh, hot topic because everyone sees this dad who is very i don't know if aggressive is the word but he's very forward thinking and everyone's like well what in the world is he doing except for the fact that everyone turns an eye to all the schools and everybody else who wants to get a cut of their action i think this is the best thing ever and i think more parents whose whose children are going to be athletes or singers or and really genuinely have the talent if they don't genuinely have the talent this is a waste of time money and energy but if they really have the talent i think this is how people need to be thinking i think this is brilliant i, I think this is incredible because you know what it's a win-win situation if they actually uh you know 
win because of their basketball skills and they also have this personal brand, well, they're 20 times ahead of everyone else and they're going to get a better valuation in everywhere in life because they have a brand plus they're good at the sport. And if they end up not making it in the sport and they can create enough buzz and attention, well, guess what? They have a personal brand anyway, which is equally as interesting potentially. So maybe the sports thing doesn't work out. I think this is so smart on so many levels. I love it. I love the idea. And do you think that this is unique just to the fact that he has three uh, sons all within a similar age that could be NBA prospects? Like, let's assume that he only has one of them. Is this as impactful if he's building just a brand for one son as opposed to three? I mean, I think it's a unique situation. I, I don't think that most parents have three kids of similar age that are, uh, you know, that have that level of ability for sport that all want to do the same thing, unless maybe we're talking about the Mannings, right? But honestly, that's kind of a far and few between thing, which I also think makes his story and their story more interesting, which is great. So it gives them a leverage point. It, it helps them stand out additionally. Um, but I think if if that wasn't the case and it was just one son that was, you know, had this potential, I still I still would give him kudos on doing the exact same thing just for the one. So I'm not sure on the legalities of this, but couldn't a way to circumvent the players aren't able to get paid is for people just to go directly to the parents and help them start building the brand themselves to where the son may not be the one necessarily reaping the benefits, but they're pre-building this brand with the dad. This is where I'm sure there's got to be a lot of gray area. And I don't honestly know enough about the regulations around NCAA because I do know that you can't even, you can't like take gifts to a certain extent. Um, like I know that Miami got in trouble many, many times over like giving cars to the student and stuff like that. So that's a constant thing that comes up. So if you're just out like putting yourself out on social media and just building a following, I don't think there's anything that the NCAA can do or say about that. However, if the parents or the family or the kid gets kicked back or gets some like gifts or gets paid in some way, shape or form, again, I don't know exactly like where the great line starts and ends, but I have a feeling that could end them in hot water. So that's the thing is where they'd really have to be just super careful and really understand what they can and cannot do from a monetary perspective, which is probably very little, but... I don't think there's any problem with actually just building a brand. So if they focus on that, then then I think they're going to win. Right. Like imagine 20 years from now when little Rob Jr. is thinking about being a one and done. And I'm like, hey, Brian, can you help me build an age? Can you help me build a brand around my son? You now being the CEO of Bold Worldwide, the largest ad agency in the world. That's true. That's true. You know, and, and we'll, we'll make that happen. We'll set that up and he will become the biggest name but in the world. In that instance, is that, is that legal to, to do something like that, to elicit the help of someone to build the brand that is around the son who has... <sighs> Oh, we, I would love uh, if we have any listeners who work at the NCAA or have dealt with the NCAA on these types of student legality issues and understands, you know, the gray areas. I'd love to bring them on the show if there's a listener or somebody has somebody that they know, because this is a really fascinating area. And I, again, I know there's so many gray areas. I don't, I want to say my gut tells me, and this is not legal advice, obviously, my gut says, that would be okay because I'm not giving you money. 
Um, I'm helping you with a service that you want and need. Just like, you know, I, I don't think that they can pay a trainer and a coach and all that kind of stuff to go practice. So what's the difference? It's not, but if that coach gives them a car or gives them money, it's a problem. So if, if we got your son a sponsorship and that got them, you know, swag or a free car because, you know, we wanted a Chevy logo in it or gave you kickback on money because you did a promoted tweet, that would probably be a problem. But I don't think hiring other external people to help build a social following and create PR and buzz has any issue though. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I don't think so. So here's the next part of this, Brian. So I think we both absolutely love this idea. Take that power, run with it. Shout out to LeVar ball for this one. But here's the next thing I started to do a little digging and LeVar ball has to be able to execute on all of this now in terms of building and running a successful sports brand. And right now he's got some hurdles to overcome because just right before this podcast, I tried to sign up for their email list. Boom. Here's a pop-up put in my email address. Nope. Sends me to an error page. I'm like, all right, cool. All right. I'll go and check out their social media links at the bottom of their page. Click on Facebook. Nope, that sends me to a video page. Click on Twitter. Nope, sends me to the same video page. <laughs> then I click on Instagram and it sends it there. And on top of that, hats on the site are 50 or $60. And I know from the apparel business, uh, creating a hat is very expensive. You don't understand why, but they just are. Just like getting the hat itself is $22 for a new era hat. So with 50 or $60, he's pricing this like he's Floyd Mayweather's money <laughs> team or something there. And then, of course, hoodies are like 70 bucks and stuff. So between all of this, we see the high price tag, uh, some errors that aren't working. And I was wondering, is he taking inventory of all of this? Because based on what I've seen, I'm guessing he's not drop shipping these, this apparel. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the apparel thing's a whole other discussion, but you know, the broken links and the email sign up, especially because you know they're they're ending up, you know, they're getting a little feature on ESPN and all of that kind of stuff on SportsCenter. Like, if if people are seeing that and then they're like, oh, let me look this up and go to that website and then try try to sign up or find more information or find people. As soon as you hit those dead links, they're like, ah, forget it. I've spent too much time and energy on this. So you're losing out on capturing an audience, which is the most important part. The whole pricing schematic of how, you know, an inventory, that's a whole other question. But honestly, that's where it brings up my question. You know, my question is then go like, ooh, like, is that a gray area of the NCAA? Like, how does that work? So that's a whole nother animal. And again, why I'd love to kind of dig into that a little bit in a future episode. But yeah, if you're going to put it out there, you at least got to make sure the basics work because otherwise you're you're losing potential followers. You just did one right here on this show. So the first thing that I thought of was I hope that an agency gets a hold of him to be able to help him grow this brand because the next thing is, are you mobile first? Because that's the number one thing. Based on what I'm guessing, there's a lot of things that you can think about with building a brand that aren't that need to go next level that he may not be checking those boxes, which you or I have that expertise, but he's just like, Oh, here's some things I want to do to try and monetize this. I mean, crap, you could set up a cafe press site very right. easily, but that doesn't coincide with you're running a, a campaign on sports center. You right. should be able to capitalize on this as much as possible. So Brian, what's your takeaway from this? 
I think more people should be thinking about how do they create a personal brand? Because at the end of the day, like we said early on, if they make it in basketball and have a personal brand, they're ahead of everyone else in the game. If they don't make it in basketball, but they build a personal brand, they're ahead of all the people that didn't make it in basketball. There's something monetizable about that. There's something about, you know, having a following, having people care, having people know who you are will open up doors regardless of it's basketball or not. So I think that the takeaway is if you don't have a personal brand and you want to do something bigger than what you're currently doing, you need to figure out how to build that. If you have kids that are in sports, you should very well consider. And I know a lot of parents probably hesitant about doing that and putting their kids out there. But, you know, especially as they get older, you should be looking at how do I help my kid create a create a brand and create a name. For me, brands need someone who is an expert at digital. How many brands are out there that have the similar issues to what we're seeing with Big Baller Brand where you got broken links and there's no accountability there? Someone like me, I'm so attention to detail oriented, running my own site, being an editor. I click on every single link on every single website. I notice when commas are out of place, you need to have that same level of excellence in every single thing that you do as a brand. I agree. Which brings us to today's action item. And Brian, I'm going to throw this one to you again. Ooh. Um, go to iTunes and subscribe to the Sports Marketing Huddle and leave a comment. Leave a comment in iTunes on the Sports Marketing Huddle.